Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Free Kick. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Joined alongside me is Gio Cozzolino, as always. We got another great week of football to kick off here. Uh, so many different matchups across the top five leagues, like we always do. But we're going to get started off in England this week. Arsenal, Sheffield United. Arsenal has played a little bit better under Mikel Arteta as of late since he was appointed um, earlier, a, a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. Sheffield United has a stout defense, and we know how tough they could be. Aboumiang is not going to be in this matchup because of the red card that he got over the weekend and their 1-1 draw. This is this poses a major issue for me if I'm an Arsenal fan, simply for the fact that you would have liked to have all your key guys up top that Arteta's been going with. Ozil, Lacazette, Aboumiang, Pepe as well, because they need to get these guys training because this is clearly the core strength of this team is in that attack. But they're going up against one of the better defenses in the Premier League, and you can even argue that they are the second best defense behind uh, Liverpool, in my opinion, simply just because of the organization that they have, and they're so consistent, and it carries every single week. Is it going to carry over this week against Arsenal at the Emirates? I think I'm looking at a draw here when we're talking mm. about this matchup. I, you mentioned the stout defense. It's been very, very good, and it's kind of a surprise when you get a newly promoted team that uh, kind of want to live up to the expectation or want to survive, really, especially when you're newly relegated, I mean, uh, promoted uh, you, you usually kind of gravitate towards the relegation zone, right? Unless you're one of those great teams that somehow make it like a Wolves from the, from when they got yep. promoted. Uh, but Sheffield's been great. They've been hovering around the top six, seven spot. Uh, and now they have a big matchup on the road against Arsenal. And you mentioned it, Arsenal's without Aubameyang, which I think is a, is a huge loss. And for me, I like a draw at plus 270 when I'm looking at the odds. You got Arsenal at minus 120 uh, around there. You get a plus 270 for a draw, a plus 340 for Sheffield which is in incredible. You can make a lot of money there. Uh, I just feel like Arsenal will have trouble scoring without Aubameyang. I feel like he's a main cog there in the, in the attack. And I mean, that's an obvious, he's the best forward that's since an obvious statement to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that uh, Sheffield is, is very good defensively, and they'll probably keep it in, in the under. I kind of like the under here, even though they're Two on the road. I mean, they're, they're looking for a point here, right? Realistically, a point this for them is, a, is This is a, one of their main competitors for a Europa League spot. Right, right, exactly. And I think a point for as a result here, one point is a great result for them coming out of this one. Three points, obviously, they're not going to complain if they get the three points. But I like a draw. I just feel like it'll be a low-scoring match. It could mm -hmm. be 0-0 in this, in this type of match. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, yeah. Without, a, without yeah, Arsenal's main attack there. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards a draw. I don't know what you're leaning towards. Um, I, for me, I don't know. Plus 340 for Sheffield is so high. It's kind of, it reminds me again of when we were talking about Juve last week in that I think just in this spot against the opponent that they're playing in, Arsenal hasn't convinced me under Mikel Arteta that they're that much better, that they're going to win this game. I think they deserve to be the favorites because they are playing better. But when you don't have your best striker in this game against a top defense like this, I don't think it bodes well for you because Pepe is going to have to step up. I think Lacazette is clearly capable of stepping up. But what kind of Ozil are you going to get? Are you going to get a good enough defense that I'm worried about if Sheffield United goes on a counterattack? I think Arsenal have a very high chance of conceding in that. And for me, that's kind of where I like to lean towards Sheffield United. I do think the most likely scenario is a draw, though, simply because I don't think either team in, in this matchup works well for them. I don't think uh, Sheffield United's attack is good enough to go on the road to beat them. I think it would be a one nothing win if they were to pull that off. But I think this one's going to be more so of a draw just because 
these teams aren't at full strength in Arsenal. If Arsenal had a booming, I think that's a win for them. Yeah. I think they finally get those three points underneath them. Um, the under, I do agree with that. Under two and a half goals is something I do like here. Aboumiang's not in there, and I think if there were to be uh, goals for each team, it would be a 1-1 kind of game. I, I don't envision what we saw with Manchester United and Sheffield United, yeah. where that was a high-scoring matchup. I think this one is going to be more of the same uh, around a 1-1 draw. And the odds makers see. actually agree with us there because the difference between over 2.5, under 2.5 really isn't... It's very close. It's very close, barely any difference, so... Uh, they agree with us there. They really do think this will be probably a tough, grinded-up matchup where two teams are, you know, two teams that aren't uh, completely struggling. I mean, Sheffield, like I said, newly promoted. This is kind of what people envision. Actually, I Everyone think Everyone thought Norwich was going to be the team. The better that team, team, right. Yeah. And I think Sheffield is kind of overachieving at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, and, hey, credit to them, right? So there's no complaints there. But Arsenal, I think you, you mentioned it. They're playing somewhat better under Arteta. It takes some time for a new manager. He's a first-year coach, too, so you know he's been the assistant with Pep and whatnot, but it takes some time for uh, you know their, their techniques and their tactics to really sink into a team, mm-hmm. especially with an Arsenal team where he came into was struggling, right? So it's not like oh, yeah. he's taking over uh, Barcelona, which we'll get to later in the show, and they have players that, that can really win you games. So I think for me, though, personally, looking at this matchup, I'll go just towards the draw and the under. I really like those two. Uh, when you're looking at the odds. I just don't see a high-scoring matchup. 3-3, that happened with Man U for Sheffield. I just can't see that happening I again. Th- I think, really quick before we move on, Arsenal, if you like them to win minus 120, take it, but also take the spread. Plus 240 for minus one. I think if they win, they're going to be winning by it, at least uh, two goals at, at that point. Only because I think if, if they're creating chances like that, I think they're going to be creating them throughout the whole game, and I do think that they're is an opportunity in which Lacazette does that. Because plus 240 for me, if you're that confident in Arsenal that they finally get things going under Arteta, I think that's a number that you should go for if you like Arsenal to win, though. However, that's not something I really want to go towards right now. But Lazio-Sampdoria is going to be our other matchup here. Lazio, again, look, man, I know it was a tough defeat for you guys and Napoli there, but we know they had some injuries, so it's understandable going into the Olympico. We said it was going to be tough and probably too tough to pull out a win there. But three points again. I think they've clearly been the best, third best team in Italy so far this season, and they're starting to separate themselves there. They're going to do it again, I think, this weekend against Sampdoria. For me, Sampdoria's played a lot better under the Ranieri hiring. But for me, again, they're at home for Lazio. There's no slowing down Tiro Immobile. And, them, and the thing about them is the resiliency of Lazio. They're getting goals late, and it doesn't feel like they can't pick up three points in any match. I think that's a great point that you just mentioned also, the resiliency, determination, perseverance, however you want to put it. I mean, if you look at that game against Napoli, which you just brought up, they really didn't play too well. The first Mm -hmm. half was, I think, Lazio in favor. The second half, Napoli came out, kind of looked like a whole new team. Gattuso finally probably got to them and whatnot. And it looked like they probably were going to escape with a draw, if not a win. Napoli hit the post, too. And then Ospina makes a terrible mistake, and Lazio capitalizes. And who does it? Immobile. 20 goals in 19 games. We've we've mentioned this in the show before. He could be on pace to break Higuain's record of a couple seasons ago, and he has a whole half of a season to do it now because we're officially at the halfway mark. Um, I agree with you here. Lazio, for me, the win, it's probably inevitable. Uh, especially at home against a Samp team who, you know, isn't that great. Um, the spread is a minus one at minus 105 for 
to cover for Lazio at least, and, and the money line is minus 300. So they're heavily favored. I don't see why they wouldn't be. I could see that you know them scoring a bunch of goals in this matchup. Maybe if it's not from Immobile, Luis Alberto's been pretty good. Milikovic oh, yes. Savic has been good. Um, you know, and Lazio has 10 straight wins. So what tells me that they're going to stop? Samp, Samp is out of the relegation zone, at least yeah. for now. But you're facing a, a team who's still actually in contention for... <laughs> you never know this because that's the race. Oh, yeah. but, well, see, here's the thing, though, now. Juve looks like shot. they're peaking up steam now. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the bets I did want to talk about really quick, both teams to score, no, plus 100. I think they're going to shut down Sampdoria. I don't think them going into the Olimpico is a likely scenario in which they are going to score there. And plus 100 for me, that's a very underrated defense that Lazio have. I think Strakosha is a top goalkeeper. Acerbi has been a rock as a center back. I think he's going to be a starter come Euros, especially with the way Milan is struggling with Romagnoli. Um, And if Chiellini isn't able to recover in time, I think he is a guy who might get a chance there. But again, for me, Lazio are going to win this. But if I like something, I think it's for both teams not to score. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with our friends from AccuScore. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick. Martino Puccio here, joined by our friends from AccuScore this segment. We're going to get into two games each, four questions spanning over these two matches. But first, we're going to get started off with my team, Milan versus Udinese. Guys, Milan have been struggling mightily all season long. They haven't even hit 20 goals overall in the whole Serie A campionato. So what are they going to have to do in order to hit their team total in this? Because Udinese, they lost to them one nothing in the first game of the season. Ibrahimovic is back. It looks like they're creating more. But with the cup game in the middle of the week, do Milan reach their team total? Yeah, AC Milan has once again been the disappointment of the season so far in Serie A. A lot of things were expected of them, but they're 10th in the league and nothing seems to be working at the moment. Um, they've, their biggest issue has been scoring. And uh, Zlatan's arrival might help a little bit in that department, but at least it will give back their uh, confidence because that's something they've been lacking and they've been underachieving throughout the season. It's a quality team and they should be fighting there in top five at least. Um, Their best scorer this season has been Christoph Piatek with four goals, which is a ridiculous number for number one forward. Um, It's the same as their second best scorer, Theo Hernandez, who is a defender. So I think that tells a story of their problems. Um, They're not playing very offensively anyway. They have very good defense, excellent goalkeeper, and their midfield is very strong as well. So... Um, it was obvious before the season that they might have some problems in uh, the scoring department. They didn't have a single player scoring more than 10 goals in uh, last season's campaign. So um, I think uh, they were aware that it might be a problem. 
Um, in AccuScore simulations, Milan score 1.5 goals against Udinese, uh, so there is still no fireworks expected even if Slatan is in the starting lineup. This particular matchup hasn't been any kind of scoring fest in the past either, because out of last five games um, there has been one, two or only once three goals scored in this uh, matchup when Udinese is visiting San Siro. Um, our predictions have been pretty accurate uh, in the cases when we have predicted under, as uh, that has happened twice in the last five games, and um, one has been correct and one was pushed, so by betting under when it's uh, most probable total outcome, um, you have made um, reasonable money. Uh, Odds makers have adjusted the line this time uh, for this kind of defensive uh, matchup, as the line is currently 2.5. But um, as Tommy said, it could be under in this case, uh, even the line is a bit low, as both teams are struggling with the scoring and, and basing their game to the defense. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, Udinese beat Milan. They always give them a tough time when Udinese is playing at home. For Milan, they're having a tough time always playing at the San Siro this season. Udinese for them has always been a tough matchup throughout and Milan need these three points if they want any opportunity to potentially climb back in the Champions League race. We know Ibrahimovic is 39 years old so it's going to be really difficult for him to play 90 minutes week in week out. Other guys like Rafael Leao, Teo Hernandez and Casemo Castellejo of the world are going to have to step up in this one but do Milan continue their hot form? Do they pick up three more points here against Udinese at the San Siro? Uh, when we think about the winner, how do you see it, Tommy? Is it um, AC Milan who has the highest probability and are they worth of uh, betting? Because in, in the past, um, AccuScore has struggled a bit uh, to predict the winner or at least finding the value here in last um, five games. But um, what would be your pick this time? In order to win a game, you would have to score some goals, and that's been the immense problem with uh, AC Milan this season. Uh, they've scored fourth least in the Serie A, only 18 goals uh, in 19 games. Uh, one of the teams that have scored less is Udinese, so I think both teams will play quite defensively in this one as well, and we can expect very low scoring fixture. Um, Udinese is only one point behind AC Milan, uh, who is 10th, and uh, Udinese is 13th at the moment. No, sorry, 12th. Um, and uh, I think it might be a much closer game than the odds would indicate at the moment. Um, in AccuScore simulations, AC Milan wins with 50% probability. Uh, the draw is 28.5% and Udinese wins with 21.5%. Um, so according to these numbers, um, I would definitely look for the draw or uh, even go with the underdog on this game. It's going to be exciting to see if Milan are going to be able to continue their form and get back-to-back -back wins, especially in a home game at the San Siro. This is where they desperately need to pick up three points if they want to potentially make it back into the Champions League. But we're going to be moving over to England now in the Premier League. Burnley, Leicester City. Leicester City has been in great form all season long. They hit a little bit of a snag in their tough stretch towards the end of December, but now they're getting a favorable matchup against Burnley. 
but do they have what it takes to get the win in this matchup simply because this is a game that they could potentially look back on, similar to Milan Udinese, that they dropped some points and they're not able to do that. But do Leicester pick up a win in this matchup? Leicester's story is, uh, of course, very impressive. They started the season so well and were even challenging Liverpool for the title for a while. Um, but they have been overachieving quite a bit. The team is not that good, even if they are playing really well. Uh, so they can't just expect things to happen to them as they have uh, as of late a little bit. They've lost to Southampton at home. Uh, they drew with Aston Villa. So I think that might serve as a very good wake-up call uh, for the team that they do need to start working uh, rather than just, uh, just waiting around. Um, it's a very good chance for them now to bounce back against Burnley, who have had their issues this season. They haven't been as good defensively as they have in the past, and they've had some uh, problems scoring as well, even if they have a couple of pretty good uh, forwards in their team. Um, Burnley have conceded the fourth most goals in the league, which is unheard of for them, and uh, it's definitely a problem, and uh, Leicester will definitely take advantage of that. Um, in AccuScore simulations, Leicester will win with 65% probability and Burnley will win with 13% probability. Uh, the draw is 22%, so I see Leicester very, very big favourites in this one. AccuScore predictions have been pretty accurate in this matchup when Leicester has uh, visited Burnley in the past. Uh, in the last four games that these teams have met Burnley, uh, two has been correct, so by betting 10 bucks in every game, you would end up having 55 bucks in your pocket um, after these four games. Um, this time, Leicester is a um, big favorite, and like Tommy said, um, they are the uh, good position um, to win this game. Hopefully, Leicester City pick up a three points there because they have been so good all season long and they're really deserving a Champions League spot. But one of the reasons why they've been so good in a Champions League spot has been their top defense. Even though they lost Harry Maguire, they've managed to concede the second least goals within the Premier League. Do they keep that rolling and keep this team and game total under the number? I stated it a um, year ago as well. A year ago the game was 2-1 uh, for Leicester and AccuScore predicted to go over and like I said over it went. Uh, um, how about this time? Uh, will it be over again or will Leicester be able to shut down Burnley completely and maybe drag the total under? Like I said, uh, Burnley has a couple of very uh, dangerous strikers. They have Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes who are capable of causing some problems in the fast counter-attacks to Leicester defense, so I wouldn't count them out uh, of scoring completely. Um, also, Burnley's defense has been in shambles this season, so Leicester could actually put up quite big numbers as well. Uh, so it's unlikely that the game will be very low scoring, in, uh, in my opinion, and also according to AccuScore simulations. Um, Leicester scores in simulations 2.08 goals on average. Um, and Burnley manages 0.82 goals. Um, so the over of uh, two and a half goals will happen with 55% probability. We'll see what Leicester is able to do in that matchup. Hopefully they keep that number under the number there because their defense has been so fantastic and hopefully they pick up another three points because we love an underdog story like Leicester City potentially repeating something similar to what they did a few years ago. But thank you guys so much for all the information. Guys, check them out on Twitter at AccuScore.com 
and check out their site actually at AccuScore.com as well. They have great information for your betting needs when it comes to football and their information is always great with their simulations. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about Sevilla and Real Madrid and the likeliness of that outcome. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the free kick. Sevilla-Real Madrid is our next matchup that we're heading to here in La Liga. There's a lot of news going on within the league in itself, and it only bodes well for Real Madrid. We'll get into that why later. Um, Look, Real Madrid, they've absolutely been on fire. We said get on top of Real Madrid. We love all their talent that they have. They're really starting to understand that um, in recent years in transfers, you think of just Real Madrid buying up all these top players about to enter their prime, the Gareth Bales of the world, Luka Modric, um, Tony Cruz, Cristiano Ronaldo, all these guys. But it's been a little bit of a revolution, and I understand they did drop the big money on in Hazard, because why don't you? But at the same time, it's all these young core of guys that are stepping up. Fede Valverde, once again, they just won the Super Cup. Congratulations to Real Madrid. But for me in this, I don't know if Sevilla has a chance here. I, I think they play him tough, but for me, Real Madrid going in this one, this one is going to be at the Bernabeu. I, I don't see Sofia pulling this one out. Minus 170. I, I like that a lot for Madrid. Yeah, in all comps, Madrid is 16 unbeaten, 11 wins, 5 draws. I know right before the break, around that time, they had, a, I, I think... 11 was, wins, though, out of the 16 is yeah, really it's, impressive. It's pretty good. And they had, I think, 3 draws going into that break around, you know, the Christmas holiday. So... Mm-hmm. It looked like maybe they were starting to slip up, but Barca didn't capitalize on that, and they're both still tied, same games and whatnot. So Madrid's in really good position here. We, we have been on this since the start of the show back in November. You could still get good numbers on You it. can, because Barca's fa- is still favored. Or minus, 350 minus 350 was the last number that I saw in Real Madrid, plus 170. It went down a little bit from what it was. I got them at plus 200, but that's still a pretty sizable amount. And when Barca's minus 350, I think that's still really ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, I haven't seen the separation between the clubs no, where I, I'm going to take Barcelona and, and be confident. In it. I don't I don't think so. But in this matchup against Sevilla, you mentioned it, Madrid's at home. The only concern for me is some of the injuries and whether some guys get back. You have uh, Ramos in question. He did, you know, win them the penalty shootout, stepped up. Obviously, he's the captain. What does he do? Um, but he has an ankle in question, so we don't mm-hmm. know whether he'll play or not. Uh, Benzema, Bale, Hazard, these are guys that are still dealing with injuries as well. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw something about Valverde. But regardless, I think Madrid wins this game. I think they find a way to do it. They have enough talent to do it. Sevilla, to give them credit, though, they've been good lately. Sure. You know, they've, they've made it up to fourth, uh, fourth place. They're only five points They're always out of hanging first. around where they usually Yeah, they're are. always a tough team. And even in uh, the likes of Europa League, you know, if they're not making it in Champions League, they're doing well they're in the Europa League. They, they've won that yeah. competition in, in the past couple of seasons that we've seen as well. Mm-hmm. So this will be a tough matchup. You know, I think when you look at unders and things like that, I feel like I like a close matchup personally in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see why you don't go with Real Madrid. I know it's minus 170, but 
until they show me that they're finally starting to struggle, you know, they've been able to make it out with the injuries. Even with the Jovic that's not been producing, right? Uh, some players that you thought would be of more use or have have better numbers going into the season. You know, soccer's not really all about stats. Football's is about, you know, it's a team sport. Of course. So you got to just get it done. Oh, and they there's have so been. many stuff that doesn't pop up on the sheet. But for me, I think the most important part, and you mentioned all the injuries, Real Madrid is still where they are at despite injuries throughout the whole season, right? I mean, how many different times have we talked about and Eden Hazard hasn't been in shape like that? Gareth Bale is always picking up injuries. Uh, you can't always rely on an older core of midfielders when you have guys like Luka Modric in, uh, in there, right? Because we know how many minutes he's logged. Did you catch the game, though, when they started all their midfielders there as attacking midfielders with Luka Modric, and they still managed to dominate a performance like that? Their midfield depth is just so unbelievable. They're still locking up more talent as well in the January transfer window. For me, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know how you go against it. But the over-under, if we want to get into that, under 2.5 plus 140, over 2.5 minus 170. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, under 2.5, I, I could see with all these injuries that are happening. And at plus 140, is that enticing to you? Is that somewhere where you would lean? Because you, I could see a 2 nothing Real Madrid win. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like we mentioned, if those injuries are the case and these guys do miss this game, especially mm-hmm. Benzema, who has been pretty good for them this season. You know, oh, yeah. he's – a lot of people thought once – I mean, with Ronaldo sure, there, Ronaldo's, yeah. you know, hocking up mm-hmm. a lot of the shots. And, hey, who cares? They're winning with him. Um, but, but he left and Benzema's been pretty good, especially this season. So, I mean, if the injury concerns are there, I do like the under. I think even with a Benzema and, and, and then Vale is out or Hazard's out, I still like the under. I think this will be a close matchup. Um, don't forget, we, we mentioned they won the Super Cup, so they've they have some heavy legs, maybe with the you know sure. uh, penalties and and whatnot going into that game. Um, so I just feel like it'll be a closer game than I expected. If everyone was fully healthy, I think you know Real Madrid wins this handily. I think uh, at home oh, at yeah. the Bernabeu, so it's it's just different. But I th- I think I'll go with the under. I just like the under. I I, I just feel like it'll be too low scoring, a tight game. I know. I I think those are all great points, and especially when you get plus money on it. I and again, I I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, high octane matchup because for me, Real Madrid when they do score a lot of goals, it isn't that much. They're kind of like maxing out around yeah. three to four. They haven't been those getting those wins in the Cristiano Ronaldo era where they're putting past six goals six, sometimes goals. because there's just so much firepower. For me, I think they're just worried about picking up the three points in this situation. And, and for me, I, I think that's kind of where it's going to go. Again, I, this, this team for me is more of a team. They, I don't think about the individual players as much at Real Madrid like everyone likes to because they always have the massive superstars. They're the Galacticos, right? The biggest club in the world. But for me, this is the first time that I get a sense that Barca, Barcelona and Real Madrid kind of switch their characteristics of the way their clubs run. Right now, Barcelona is just all messy, and that if they're going to want to win anything, it's going to be down to a few individuals because as of right now, they're not playing together as a team. Whereas Real Madrid under Zinedine Zidane, they haven't been that dominant La Liga team. And I've said this time and time again, I think this is clearly the year in which they're going to step up for that. And for them to do that, you have to get three points here against Sevilla. And I understand there might be some injuries and all that, but this is where the leadership matters. This is where you get a guy like Zidane in there, Luka Modric, that are able to galvanize the group together and you're able to go in and win this game. So minus 170 for me again, Anytime I see something like that with a top club that I like playing in form, I think I have to take it. 
I think you take it too. Uh, you could parlay some of these numbers as well if you really want mm -hmm. to and go with the under uh, team total goals, things like that. But I think money line minus 170, you just mm -hmm. stick with it. I also just, I like the point you just made that they're a team. You're right. I mean, even ever since Ronaldo left, especially this season though, you kind of get the feeling where everyone's just pitching in what they need to pitch in to get a result. And I, I feel like that's what you really like to see, especially from a team with Real Madrid, kind of go away from that stereotype that they're, they're all, so, it's a one-man so club or just superstars. The stars are coming all together here. It's kind of the just stars are aligning. It, it's corny and it sounds the way it, it For does. For some of their guys, some of these guys, that you don't know how much longer they're going to be here past this season, right? Because a, a Luka Modric and a Gareth Bale, for me, if I were to bet my money, these guys were rumored to leave the past two summers. This is probably their last few months at the club in that, and they're, they're such mega stars that have stepped up on the biggest stage in Champions League. They've done that. They won that. This is this is their swan song, in my opinion. This is what they want to go out on. And and to pick up three points against Sevilla, I know in the end you're like, oh, Real Madrid beat Sevilla. But this is this is the kind of match that propels you towards a La Liga title. And and for me, it's just, I don't know, there's, there's this vibe about Real Madrid winning La Liga this year that I just, I can't step off of, and that's why I have to pick yeah, them. Well, we've been on it, so we'll see where it heads. I mean... I, I don't see anything changing. And the right form now. backs it up, in which we always talk yeah. about too, because again, eleven wins, five draws, and sixteen Six games is, is a very impressive feat. Even though we know how Liverpool's doing, Hertha Berlin, Bayern Munich's our next matchup. Bayern, another giant that we're talking about here. This isn't the Bayern that we've gotten used to over the past decade. Again, this seems to be a little bit more of a shakeup. They haven't really fully appointed a manager once again for the future. We'll see what happens there, especially with the Barcelona uh, decision looming there with uh, Valverde. For me, a lot of injuries that you mentioned in the notes that you're going to have, I, I don't know. Are you that confident in Bayern winning this? I, we didn't even put up this uh, the money line in this, but the spread for me, minus 2, plus 210 on Bayern. I'm not really that big of a fan on that. Berlin to cover with two, minus 115. I'm more of a fan of that. You're really not risking that much in that situation. Um, is that what you're leaning towards in this? Yeah, I, I hate to be the very bad news. I feel like I'm just a Debbie Downer. I feel like that's every show that we do, but especially today, every, all I'm talking about is injuries. And Byron's really heavily affected by injuries right now. I don't like Byron on the spread at all, I, even, especially minus two. Not a shot for me no. I, that I'm taking that. I'm, uh, the way they've been this season, yeah, I, I, and I wouldn't really even be it. surprised if this game is something like a draw. I, I, I just don't like Byron. They're on the road also. The past couple seasons, when you look at the games, I mean, historically, Byron's beaten Hertha Berlin, but Hertha, the past couple seasons at home, have played Byron very hard, very tough. Even if they don't win, they put up goals, make it a close game. So I don't like uh, I don't like a, a blowout win here if mm -hmm. Byron gets even gets the job done. There's a lot of people in doubt. First of all, we can talk about is Lewandowski. If he's if he's out, there they have a major problem. He is Bayern right now. He has 19 goals. Werner's catching up to him, but you know Coutinho has been pretty good. Actually, he's been scoring some goals, but. They won't have that target. He's a, he's, a, he's a little too inconsistent for a guy that yeah. you potentially might drop 120 million euros on. And, and that's the thing that's worrying too sometimes about with these loans and obligations is that you if you aren't playing that consistently at a high level, like Coutinho has been a little bit inconsistent, right? Ever since he left Liverpool, there's that idea looming in the back of your head like, okay, he's not putting in 120 million euro performances week in, week out. So the idea that we're going to purchase him isn't likely. We don't know where our manager is going to be. There's just so many question marks when it comes to Bayern. 
And and the deeper we're getting into the season and then yeah. they're not picking up three points every single week, there's a lot more pressure in there. And then you start thinking to yourselves, is Bayern actually going to win the league this time? Because I think this is kind of something that we haven't been talking about a lot. And also just really quick as well, the, all the injuries that have been happening with all these clubs, do you think that has something to do with the, the congestion of the schedule? Because that is something that we've discussed and, and is something that Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool have been upset about. Uh, this is kind of where it impacts you right now because this is kind of like the dog days of August in baseball. These are the matches that you're going to be looking back on later on in the season saying, if we didn't pick up three points here, this is why we lost out on the league. So I think that's the scenario there. But Berlin, I like them to cover in that. Anything quickly before we head out yeah, that you would I like would, to? Yeah, I don't mind the cover. I also like the draw, like I said. Just too many injuries for me. Um, I think it'll be closer than you think. All right, we'll be back. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Liverpool, Manchester United, an iconic matchup over the years. Not so iconic this time around, as Liverpool is hosting this one at Anfield. Manchester United looking to finally stop Liverpool. Liverpool just accomplished 38 games in a row, undefeated. Congratulations to them. That is the equivalent of a season-long undefeated season. They're looking to beat Arsenal's. They're top 10 all-time now um, in undefeated. You could go check out my Twitter profile. I posted all the teams that have gone undefeated for this long. Liverpool is looking to be the longest one. They're going to have to top Arsenal's invincible team later on. But is this the one that they finally drop? How stunning and unreal would it be if Manchester United, of all Manchester United teams, were to beat this Liverpool squad in this? I, there's no way this happens, right? Because it's coming in plus 650 for Manchester United. If I told you five years ago that Manchester United would be plus 650 on the road against Anfield, I mean, in, at Anfield, I, you, don't, you don't believe that, right? That's how far they've fallen, and Liverpool's gotten this good? That, that's that's the reality. That's what it's gone to. I mean, how how can you get any further than plus six fifty for that, Manchester? For Manchester this United, is, this is embarrassing. It, it is. Dumb. It's not the man you have old. We've seen throughout the whole season inconsistencies have plagued them throughout the whole season. They could win two games. We saw them beat what City, Spurs, City, and City, and Spurs like, in the same week. Hey, yeah. they're going to go on a roll, and mm-hmm. then they don't go on the roll, and then they they draw and they drop some points. Their manager, <laughs> if you see the guy's post game presser, sometimes. Ole Gunnar Skolshar is, is a Manchester United legend that helped him clinch a treble. But, but he's anything but that. And I could tell you that from a fan of a team that constantly hires club legends, it doesn't always translate. We see it all the time in sports. And again, there's just this instance now. You like it when clubs are patients, uh, patient with managers. They've been far too patient. It's, it's at a point where the club is depreciating in value. You're seeing players not are reluctant to join the squad. You're seeing guys who want to get out. And the reality of the situation is Manchester United isn't even close to what they used to be. And that's why there's numbers at plus 650. I mean, you got to take Liverpool in this uh, money line there. 
I do love the spread for Liverpool. Minus one at home, plus 120. That's something that's value to me. Again, when you see a dominant team like this that is clearly head and shoulders above everyone else in the league, and they're getting plus money with a small number like minus one, I think you got to jump all over it. Yeah, and you can't be scared when you're talking about Liverpool also in, in this scenario. They've been on, you mentioned it, a whole season basically that they've gone on undefeated. They've reached 20 seasons or, uh, twenty wins already in this single season. You know, they have, what, half the season left. They could reach a 35-foot mark. In all competitions since Virgil van Dijk has joined, Liverpool have clearly been the best team in Europe. Yeah. In all competitions, they're playing great in the league. They're making Champions, Champions League, league finals. finals. Back-to-back of them. You can't really say that about City or the Barcelonas, right? Because they play great in their leagues, even Juve and Bayern, but they had, they struggle in the Champions League, whereas Liverpool is doing both. Man, also the over-under total. Under 2.5, I'm staying away from that. Over 2.5, minus 154. Also, again, this is, a, this is a number I like as well. There's just going to be so many chances being created there. I, I don't even think the return of Paul Pogba or anything like that. I think if United have a chance, they might get one if anything, and for me, I'm just not that confident. It's going to have to be Rashford to put the ball in the back of the net if it's anyone. I don't see Martial or Jesse Lingard doing anything. I This is just one of the most one-sided Liverpool-Man United matchups you'll that I've seen see. in my lifetime. You'll ever be able to see. Because, I mean, there's just weight. The quality is just incredible when you're looking at both sides. There's no balance. It's just any it's Any, any of the Manchester United players, how many of them in their starting 11 would start in this Liverpool? Maybe no. two. I think one. Maybe. Just Pogba on his best oh, day Pogba would start in, in the, the midfield. Juve days, yeah, sure. But but even then, he's put, he's put into some performances. No. Where the, but still, that's yeah. how crazy it is that there isn't a guy in that Manchester. Like, you would have thought even David De Gea back then. Even now at that point, it's he's not even a guy to get in there. This is just so stunning, and it's just crazy to see. And, and some of the numbers, are they're not a guarantee in that. You can never say there's a guarantee. But the likelihood in all these uh, odds turning out here, for me, I have to jump on Liverpool and I have to jump on the over because, again, this attacking Trident on their best day is a top two attacking trio in the world. What are their weaknesses? There's no weakness. No, there's no weakness. I think you would only say a weakness for Liverpool, and it wouldn't have to do with an individual game. I think over the course of a season... If they pick up injuries in that midfield, you would be a little weary of it to win a competition like the Champions League. But they're so far ahead in the league right now. I mean, there is no weakness here. And they make solid signings again. They're not constantly overpaying or setting records for guys. It's just the Van Dyke transfers. It's the Allison transfers. But those are the cherry on top of the cakes that you make. You know, those are the final moves. Those are the big boy moves that you make, kind of like Juve with Cristiano Ronaldo. That's the move that gets you over the hump for a certain title like that. And they clearly was worth it because they got the Champions League. And now it looks likely that they're winning the league. But for me, I I think this is more about, I mean, there's Manchester United. It's more about them being this bad. And it's also about Liverpool being this good. And, And this is, it's the best of both worlds for Liverpool because... Again, this has to do with the titles, though, by the way, because we know Liverpool had the most league titles for a while, and then we know what Sir Alex Ferguson did there. I, this, is, this is just a real pride thing at this point. Yeah, and I also, I mean, when you think about both these teams, you look at Liverpool's defense, one of the best defenses, if, well, it is the best. It's the best that, defense in the world. It is, Absolutely. it is. And, and they've conceded the least in the league. You look at their attack, probably one of the, if not the best trident in the league, like you mentioned Second best, you know, top two. It's, it's the best and, in the league. But I also second, look at their I mean, midfield, and you mm-hmm. look at guys like Henderson, Milner, who plays there sometimes. 
Fabinho, it's not, you know, the craziest names, but they get the job done. And it's where teams like Man U, who could have a Pogba in the midfield, who doesn't get the job done. You know, this, this team is clicking on all cylinders for Liverpool is what I'm talking about. Forget Manchester United because it's not Manchester United of old. It's not Sir Alex Ferguson. It's not even it, close. It's, it's not going to be that way for a while unless serious things change. I mean, even look at their back line. They, they spent, what, 80 on, on Harry Maguire. And who it's, probably won't be playing. And, and it's, you know, it doesn't have the same impact as, as Van Dijk will have on a Liverpool Liverpool has it in, in every, you know, every phase of the game right now for me. Absolutely. I mean, if you choose against Liverpool, you are a brave person. If you, if you, you, if go. you list a box checklist of all the things that go into making a club, club great, it's ownership, directors, manager, players on the field. You go individually throughout the players' youth system, all that. Liverpool checks off the boxes, whereas Man United does not, And when you put it in a side-by-side comparison. And I mentioned really quick before we just make our final picks on this game, Liverpool, we mentioned the two big signings that they make, a Van Dyke and an Allison. But that was after they made all the top moves to get all their great players that they have right now at a fair and reasonable price. Whereas Manchester United are dropping $120 million on two players between Aaron Wan-Bissaka and then Harry Maguire, where they're not even coming close to the performance in which they paid for them, right? And, and the Paul Pogba transfer. They have so many different needs in so many different areas that spending a large sum on one player isn't going to fix the problem. It's just a shiny new toy within a whole bunch of issues where the foundation of a house is just crumbling. There is no foundation within the sea. I think you have three player, three to four players in general that you could say, okay, these guys are Champions League worthy, that they should be starting. But the reality of the situation is this. Manchester United isn't even close to the level that Liverpool is on, and they're not going to reach that level anytime soon. So in this, take everything Liverpool. And then that's that. Anything else before we move on? Yes. No, that's, that's the cake right there. Take, take Liverpool, take the spread, take the over. If Man U gets a goal, hey, it even helps you get the over two and a half. It's like a consolation it, prize just, they get Really, goal. It, it shouldn't be a matchup. But it's nothing against Manchester United, but the, just the, the difference in quality is it's just there. That's how it is. Yeah, um, we're going to be moving over to Napoli Fiorentina, man. I mean, this game was game of the year, you could argue, in Serie A before. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, unfortunately, the Napoli Juve game uh, because they've just been involved in so many games, unfortunately, not going their way. But, but this is the first game that kicked off the season in Serie A. This game was just so fantastic back and forth. That was at Fiorentina, I believe, in this one. This one's going to be at the San Paolo. For me, I think this is finally the game where Napoli try to get something going here. I don't love Fiorentina. This is another club. I, I think they're still trying to figure it out under Rocco Comiso. Uh, for me, this is where Napoli, you saw signs of it. They were playing better against a good Lazio. This is a really good Lazio team. And they had the injuries there. For now, I think this is a prime moment for Napoli to go in, pick up three points against not a quality opponent, but these are a valuable three points if they want to get back into their Europa League spot race. It's tough for me, too, also to just pick Napoli because, one, we've made it known I'm a Napoli fan, but two, they've been very bad against you know teams that they should have already beaten. They've lost to Parma, they've lost to Bologna, they've obviously lost to the good teams, Juve, Inter, Lazio, and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I also agree, I, I, I just, I can't convince myself that this is the, what, fourth game under Gattuso and... They're going to, or, or fifth, excuse me, uh, four, yeah, fourth or fifth. I, I, it's getting me crazy already. And, and that they wouldn't win this game. They have only one win under him. They have a couple losses, be it, albeit against great teams. We mentioned the Inter and Lazio, uh, Lazio sure. already. 
Napoli have won one out of their last 11 in the league. They've made some signs recently. I don't know if they'll debut, but they got Deme from Leipzig and Lobotka from Celta Vigo as well. I don't help, think that's what the, the issue. I don't think where the issues lie. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I think I think the moves are important long term, but I did, for, in terms of them winning this week, I don't think that. No, it's going to come down you know, to, to grit and, and whether they mm-hmm. have it in them. Listen, really quickly, Lazio already happened. They lost on a horrible mistake from Ospina, and that's why you want Medellin goal. And I understand that Di Lorenzo Same could have probably... Same issue that happened in the Inter game, by the way. Yeah, and, you, you know, maybe Di Lorenzo should have done better with the clearance. I will give him that because you don't have to it's go with the laces position, here. I, yeah. You know, he's tracking back and whatnot. But they played a great second half, and they should have gotten at least one point. I didn't think they deserved to lose that match against Lazio. At the Olimpico, I was very happy to see at least some effort there. Even in the second half, Insignia, who we've bashed a lot this season, mm-hmm. finally did something great well. He had some chances, created some chances, uh, and they just weren't able to cash in. Zielinski as well. So we'll see where it goes. I agree with you, though. They, I think they have to come out of this with three points. Minus 170. Only reason is because they're at home, because otherwise mm-hmm. it'd probably be a little bit higher for you guys. You guys can possibly make some more money. But I would take them at minus 170. The, the spread is minus one for Napoli, plus yeah. 180. It's tough. At this point, Napoli isn't scoring the goals that they have scored in the past. No. Not even close, and they've no. been conceding too many. So for me, even being a Napoli fan, I'll stay away from the spread. I just think that they I'd go out and win. That too. Uh, you know, and the I think I would, I would. Would you stick with Fiorentina though, with that plus one at, at plus one thirty? Do you do you see like a two one win? I I think it's something in that sort of scenario. I think Napoli is going to concede though. I because no, even if Koulibaly does play, he, the guy's not hundred percent. Even when he's 100%, he hasn't been playing that. There's just so many individual errors that Napoli have been making. It's been a consistent issue for them. And and again, I think this is looming over a larger issue. You like to see that Napoli are adding players to the depth, but you don't know if it's, if it's for just reinforcements or replacements. And everything that has happened, Sakan, Cholotti, you don't know what players are going to be here come summertime. And there's already whispers of certain players, including Koulibaly, that might be on the move there. For me, though, this is three points. I, I, I do solemnly believe that. And I understand that Fiorentina, at times, they could play really well, offensively speaking. But for me, this is a spot where Napoli get that. I like over two and a half goals as well, minus 152. Do you, what about that? Do you? I, I do think that's definitely important. No, that's in the realm of, of possibility. I think that's actually This realistic. was a high-scoring match. I think that's realistic. Time. I also like over two and a half. I just think even if the players come back, you mentioned, we're, we're just prone to concede a goal, and then we'd have to score two goals. Napoli would, excuse me, not we. I'm not Napoli, but I, I, I agree with you. I think over two and a half and a Napoli win, I like those. I, th- I think I agree with that as well. I think that's something that you're going to have to jump on simply because Napoli is going to start hitting a stride here because, frankly, they have to. And, and at this point, I think it is, it is in their best interest to get back up into the table, get a Europa League spot, carry some momentum, you know, change a little things around we'll as see. they head into the season. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about Barcelona's situation. NFL 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the free kick final segment of the day. We always like to keep this free-flowing, just a topic of conversations around the world of football, how it does impact betting numbers in a way, but this is more of just a conversation about, in general, just the footballing nature of things. Luis Suarez going down with a major injury for Barcelona. His season is over there, potentially his Barcelona career as well as it winds down there. Valverde... I look as all the reports that are coming out now. It's not official uh, when we're doing this, but it's most likely that he's on his way out. But for me, we talked about how we didn't like Barcelona in this situation. They lose an all-time great striker. Their manager is on the way out. That one's a negative, and then there's a positive. Even though Suarez isn't playing as great as you would like him, but for some reason Barcelona is still minus three fifty to win La Liga as of today. Real Madrid, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, plus one seventy. I don't understand this, do you? It's a complete shock to me. Minus 350, uh, and then Madrid has plus money on it. It just doesn't make too much sense. And we sense. don't know who the manager is. Well, yeah, There's no rumors of who we, the manager was going to be. It was going to be Xavi as the replacement, right. and he and said he no. he denied it. I mean, at the time of this, we're expecting Valverde to get sacked, and we just don't know. And even if uh, we were talking about this before, the replacement could be why they're still minus 350, because... We were, we were joking around, but hey, at this point, anyone might be better than There Valverde. is no replacement out there that is likely to get hired by Barcelona because from what we understand, Mauricio Pochettino is not going to take the Barcelona job due to his ties with Espanyol. For me, there, there's no manager then that, that is worthy of making them minus 350, especially with the way Real Madrid is playing. And we're saying that they're playing so great. And Barcelona is literally Messi FC. What, I, where are we going here? I, I don't understand what we're doing that is sitting here telling me that Barcelona is the team to be far and away. Minus 350 is a big number because we talked about how we thought it was a guarantee that Juve was going to win the league. And they were only minus 270 in there. Yeah. And, I, and, and there hasn't been any reason as to why Inter would overtake them, right? Because Juve just constantly wins the league for pretty much a whole decade. But yet their odds are lower than a team in Barcelona who could easily, easily lose the league to Real Madrid. Yeah. So do you still like Barcelona to win the league to no. start with these odds? No, no, no. You jump no. in, take the plus money, and go to Real Madrid and go to sleep because that's, that's what it's going to be. I don't, did I, Barcelona I, win a trophy at all this year? Possibly. But even in the Champions League, Suarez wasn't great historically to begin with, and now they're without... Who would you feel friend. okay with Barcelona hiring that you know that they would win anything? Really I, I told you I would have liked to see Pochettino, but hey, right. if he's not going there... It doesn't look like... <laughs> so if he's not going there, it's probably a tribulus season for Barcelona. It. But we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for watching.